Who do you call when you don't like something at shul? The president? The office? The rabbi? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 46 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn that those who call to complain view themselves as customers. Those who take the reins view themselves as owners. Welcome to the Transformative Daf, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. There's a famous one about the fellow who was shipwrecked on a desert island. After many years, he's found alive and well. As the rescue team is picking him up, they suddenly notice that he's built two synagogues on the island. Whatever would you need two congregations for, they ask him incredulously. That's the one I daven in, the man replies, pointing to the first. He then looks at the second building and exclaims, and that's the shul I would never step foot in. Let's look at today's Gemara. Says the Mishnah... Partners who vowed not to derive benefit from one another are prohibited from entering a yard that they jointly own, since each one has a portion in it and benefits from the share owned by the other. Rebel Ezra Yaakov says it is permitted, for this one enters into his own portion, and that one enters into his own portion. Says the Gemara, Rabbah quoted Ziri, their dispute concerns a yard where there is sufficient space for it to be divided. But if there is not sufficient area for it to be divided, everyone agrees that it is permitted for either to enter since the entire yard is viewed as belonging to both of them and each one can say that he is entering his own portion. Rav Yosef said to him, A synagogue belongs to the entire public and is therefore considered like a yard in which there is insufficient area in it to be divided. And we learned that both are prohibited from deriving benefit from public institutions belonging to the city. Rather, Rabbi Yosef said, Ziri said, their dispute is where there is not sufficient area in the yard for it to be divided. But there, if there is sufficient area for it to be divided, everyone agrees that it is forbidden. Let's analyze the Gemara. Sadly, over the history of our people, shuls have way too often been notorious for their machlokas, needless feuding between various factions and egos. But halacha lives in the real world and must deal with these matters. And so many halachic responses derive from the concept in today's Gemara that all the members of the shul are partial owners. The Be'er Yitzchak, for example, discusses a shul where a number of the members broke away and started a new minion, they then demanded their portion of the old shul's assets, including ritual items such as the Sefer Torah and Sidurim. The Ramah addresses the classic question of whether you can ask someone to leave your seat in shul. Is a name plaque like a document of personal ownership? But despite all the negative press this Gemara has received over the years, there's also a wonderful upside to the concept of the shul attendees as joint owners. Shuls are generally divided between two kinds of people. Most view themselves as customers. They pay their annual dues and they have certain expectations of the organization. When things don't go the way they expect, they call the office or the president to complain. The other kind of people are the individuals who see themselves as owners. As the Gemara clarifies, membership equals partial ownership. As a shul member, you are a part owner. I once heard of a shul that decided to shift away from calling people members referring to them instead as owners. That reframing created a whole new dynamic. Rather than picking up the telephone to the president or board official to kvetch, member owners were empowered to take the reins and try to remedy the situation with collaboration and cooperation. 
No longer did they view themselves as consumers with the board merely providing a service. They had become equal partners in the ownership and success of the shul. Nobody on the board owes you anything. You own the shul. You have the power to steer the great ship of the synagogue in its service of Klal Yisrael. May you take responsibility for your deed to a small part of the destiny of the Jewish people. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf. <laughs>